What really happened with your host, Mike Rivero? Because World War III is a really bad idea. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome to the show today. It is Monday, July 24th, 2023, start of a brand new week. It's another very, very busy news day. And also we're under a thunder shower and the lights have flickered. So hopefully we're not going to get cut off. But uh, uh, just in case you hear an old show playing, you'll know what happened here. Anyway, uh, um, we're going to try and get through as much news as we can before it's time to open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. And Julie is in our control room taking care of business. Before we get into the news, though, I'm, I have a very sad announcement to make, and that is that this will be my last week at the Republic Broadcasting Network, at least for a while. Uh, this was a very hard decision. I've been thinking about this actually for months now. And you know how dedicated I am to the show. You've seen me do programs with an oxygen tube up my nose. I've done the show from a wheelchair in an inpatient medical facility. I've really tried to be there at all times. And, <clears throat> you know, um, the, the, the reason for doing the show um, and for the WhatReallyHappened.com website uh, is I've been trying to find a peaceful way to get this country back to being the constitutional republic it's supposed to be. And frankly, I see that as having failed. Uh, I'm foreseeing three possible futures for the United States. One, a Soviet-style collapse of the government, and Douglas McGregor apparently feels uh, that that could happen imminently, in which case I'll definitely want to be for the party for that one. Uh, the other two possibilities are a civil war here in the United States, or we get into World War III, which we're going to lose, and that's all very, very depressing. So the reason for the decision, uh, th there's a lot of reasons. It comes down to time and money. Uh, prepping for the show and doing the show takes a lot of time. It's almost a full-time job, and uh, because Republic Broadcasting Network is still recovering from the loss of John Stadmiller, none of the on-air hosts are paid, and... Uh, you know, uh, during the uh, COVID uh, 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 economic drop here, uh, Claire and I lost all other sources of revenue other than our Social Security. And uh, so looking at the whatreallyhappened.com website, it does generate a little money, enough to cover its operating costs. Um, but that website, whatreallyhappened.com, was really where it all started and I need to get back to my roots here. I want to go back to creating original articles and original videos, something I have not had the time or energy to do for a long time. And uh, the website has a growing readership, and I've got advertisers coming to me saying, we want to advertise on your site. So I need to spend my time back at the website, fix the coding errors, and uh, uh, clean it up, and uh, just make that you know, work, and that I got to put my time in there. And, uh, you know, the reality is uh, in about a month I turned 71, and I never really got my strength or endurance or energy back after the PMR. So my mind is still sharp, but the body's kind of out of warranty. What can I tell you here? Plus, constant exposure to the dark side of humanity is affecting my mental health. I, I, I spend a lot of time just being totally bummed out at the, the condition that the world is in, that the country is in. And, 
you know, I despair of the world our grandchildren are growing up in and what they're going to have to endure. Now, I will be back on RBN as a guest from time to time. In fact, I'm already scheduled uh, for the Patrick and Jeremy show in the very, very near future. So uh, uh, I'll still be here occasionally, just uh, not doing a five-day-a-week show. Um, and I hope you'll all understand, uh, like I said, it was not an easy decision to make. Uh, but there just isn't enough mic to go around between the radio show and properly taking care of the website. And I had to make a choice. And I did agonize over it for a long, long time. So um, if my situation changes, you know, uh, I may come back. Uh, but for right now, I need to focus on the website because that, you know, is that, that's really where my focus needs to be. All right. So thank you for understanding. And I know you will. Some of you probably won't. But that's just the way it's going to be. Getting into the political news here, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is calling for further investigation into the Biden over the bribery allegations. And this goes back to the FD 1023 form that was released outlining the alleged uh, uh, corruption uh, between Biden and Ukraine. Now, Biden has repeatedly said that he had absolutely nothing to do with any of Hunter's business deals. But apparently, uh, uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner is going to testify, supposedly a week from today, that Hunter called his dad, Joe Biden, at least 24 times during business meetings with clients when his dad was vice president. So it's definitely uh, coming on down here. So uh, in 2020, at the second U.S. presidential debate, Joe Biden basically lied to you all when he said the Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian plant. And remember, they had those 50 former national intelligence folks sign that letter saying, oh, it's all Russian propaganda. Joe Biden knew this was a lie. The FBI knew it was a lie. Hunter Biden certainly knew it was a lie. And uh, so uh, we're past Watergate here already, you know, and. Richard Nixon sitting there saying, well, I guess I'm just going to have to settle for the silver medal. And uh, so anyway, Hunter Biden's ex-business friend, Devin Archer, uh, is scheduled to testify to the House Oversight Committee. It was going to be this week. It's been pushed to next Monday. Maybe, 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 because Devin Archer has been scheduled to testify before the House three times that he basically canceled. So I'm, I can imagine he's, you know, afraid of winding up in Fort Marcy Park or something. Uh, but he's basically going to come on in and confirm that, yes, uh, Joe Biden was very much involved in Hunter's business dealings, uh, especially with Burisma, and uh, that Joe Biden is the big guy. Now, Newt Gingrich is looking at all of this information and saying, we may have a criminal family sitting in the White House. Well, it's certainly appropriate. Crime is rampant all across the country. And uh, it does seem sometimes like the government is on the side of the criminals, you know, with all this defund the police and other nonsense going on. So um, Gingrich is saying, yeah, it may be a criminal operation operating out of the White House here. So... Um, now, getting on back to Watergate, when Watergate happened, Nixon was pressured to res resign to prevent more damage to the government's public image. They didn't want the rest of it coming on out, especially the link back from Watergate to the John F. Kennedy assassination. With the current situation with Biden, they don't seem to care anymore about what the American people are thinking about the government. And, of course, what the American people are thinking about the government is extraordinarily uh, negative right now. 
Now, during a transcribed interview with the House Judiciary Committee, uh, an FBI official revealed that at least one senior agent, probably others, who had alerted social media companies about a potential hack and dump operation before the 2020 election were aware that the Hunter Biden laptop was absolutely authentic. They've known it all along. And uh, so they knew the uh, laptop was authentic, but they told the social media companies uh, that uh, it was probably Russian disinformation and don't report on it. Remember the, the firestorm around the New York Post when um, when uh, the story first came on out. Now, <clears throat> basically, there's another story. This is coming out of the Gateway Pundit. The FBI has information that confirms evidence the Bidens took $10 million from Ukraine to remove the prosecutor investigating Burisma. And remember, Biden actually went on air and bragged about how he got this prosecutor fired. Now, Rudy Giuliani is saying, looking at all the uh, uh, evidence that's out there, this is the strongest case he's ever seen. You know, it, it, if this was a civil case, he'd be ready to go to court right now. And... Um, there's actually a story that was in the Gateway Pundit. It was highly speculative, um, but it actually suggested that uh, Joe Biden might actually do the same thing that Richard Nixon did and step down so that all further investigations to the scale and scope of uh, the uh, corruption and bribery uh, basically stop. Remember when Nixon stepped down, Gerald Ford came on in, said our long national nightmare is over, and issued a blanket pardon to everybody thereby ending all further investigations into what was going on here. Story out of the, uh, the politics brief. Uh, the FBI is reaching a breaking point as public trust in the Bureau collapses. Uh, Americans are waking up to what the FBI is really all about, and they're not that nice bunch of people that we saw in Silence of the Lambs. Of course, people who are my age remember COINTELPRO from the 60s. We remember the framing of James Earl Ray, the framing of Sirhan Sirhan. And, of course, I had my own nasty encounter with the FBI back in 1993 over the Vince Foster affair. So... Um, it's, it's old news for us, but for the younger generation, they're really beginning to understand that the FBI is basically like the Gestapo. They are there to protect whoever is currently in the White House. Okay, They're not specifically protecting Biden. They weren't specifically protecting the Bushes. They weren't specifically protecting Obama. Their job is to basically protect whoever is in the Oval Office. Now, Chris Christie is saying that the GOP should not move on and must force the Department of Justice to explain that sweet plea deal that Hunter Biden got. And uh, he says that that also smacks of more corruption, and yes, of course it does. Meanwhile, Biden himself was making a speech before his union brothers. Uh, this happened last Thursday, and he was going to make a rousing speech about all his successes. And once again, the words somehow got messed up between his brain and his mouth and left people trying to figure out just what it was he was saying. And what he actually said was, quote, I often say, and I mean this sincerely, Wall Street, good folks down there, but they didn't build the middle class. They didn't build America. The middle class was built by the middle class. Now, Biden in the past has always said the unions built the middle class, and given that he was talking to union leadership, uh, he probably intended to deliver his signature line, but it just did not come out <clears throat> the way he probably intended. 
Now, Nancy Pelosi uh, was doing an interview over this last weekend at CNN State of the Union with host Dana Bash, and she was asked about the two IRS whistleblowers testifying in front of Congress last week regarding the uh, Department of Justice appearing to run interference for the Biden family uh, from various investigations, concealing evidence, and so forth. And Pelosi's answer mixed up the IRS whistleblower's hearing and the hearing on censorship with the Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy, whom she called Joe Kennedy. And... uh, she said, well, it was a sense you're referencing the hearing. What a ridiculous clown show again on the part of the Republicans. Here was a purpose that you described. What did they do? Bring in Joe Kennedy talking about censorship, that he's being censored as he's talking to the world in a congressional hearing and showing pictures that had nothing to do with the essence of it. So, <clears throat> yeah, Pelosi, we have another one here that is in dire need of a cognitive test, I think. Now... Robert Kennedy Jr., following up on his testimony to Congress regarding censorship, says, we can't have a democracy if we don't have freedom of speech. It is inevitable that if you start censoring speech, it is a license for any atrocity, because you can go out, do what you want, and then ban anybody who's trying to say, hey, something bad just happened. And he went on to say that in all of history, the people censoring speech were never the good guys. And that's that's definitely a good quote there. Now, in response, top Democrat Representative Stacey Plaskett, the ranking member on the House Weaponization of Government Subcommittee, joined Jem Psaki on MSNBC on Sunday and actually said on the show that Democrats should be allowed to define what is truth in America. And, uh, you know, that's that's tyranny. You know, when the politicians say, this is what's true, the vaccines are safe, we're winning the war in Ukraine, the economy is doing fine, and so forth and so on. Now, there's an interesting story that came out of American Liberty News, and Judicial Watch has filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration, a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit, on Biden's refusal to provide Secret Service protection to a granddaughter that he has not acknowledged and her mother after threats from a violent professional fighter. Now, under the law, they are allowed to have Secret Service protection. And uh, apparently Joe Biden said, no, we're, you know, let, let him go here. So the child who Biden has never acknowledged as his grandchild is eligible for Secret Service protection, but the child and her mother, London Roberts, are reportedly not receiving Secret Service protection despite reported threats from Roberts' ex-fiancee, a professional cage fighter. And talk about heartless. Talk about absolutely heartless. Anyway, um... The founder of a January 6th legal advocacy group has filed a shocking declaration in the D.C. court on the mysterious January 6th protester fears government will retaliate in response. And uh, basically the government is continuing to say, no, we didn't do anything wrong on January 6th. And uh, this legal filing from condemned USA founder Trennis Evans details allegations of a shocking level of FBI intimidation and illegal attempts to coerce Mr. Evans into working as an asset for the FBI. Now, as a side note, remember that whole Ruby Ridge incident? 
Okay, they they wanted uh, uh, that gentleman, whose name I'm, I'm blanking on right now, uh, to become an informant uh, for the various uh, militia groups that were in the area. And when he refused, that's when they set him up for the firearms charge that led to that uh, tragedy at the cabin here. So um, anyway, Trinis Evans has no intention of letting repeated Department of Justice abuses of power go unnoticed. And in his 25-page filing, Evans describes the ongoing predatory behavior of the United States government and explains how previous attempts to notify District Judge Dabney Friedrich were stifled. Additionally, Evans says the Department of Justice and the United States Attorney's Office did everything in their power to suppress information that showed how Evans worked with U.S. Marshals designing his own sting approved by the agency, leading to the apprehension of a, quote, escaped fugitive involved in human trafficking and injury to a child who escaped from the Bureau of Prisons, end quote. Child human trafficking is a horrible crime. Liberals are saying it's just a uh, conspiracy theory. And uh, the government kept this heroism from the public and uh, sealed the records and refused to open them at Evans' request. They don't want anybody thinking positive thoughts about any of the January 6th protesters. Now, in a breach of rules and precedents, Biden's Department of Prisons are basically placing January 6th prisoners in with the most violent prisoners. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Prisoners are basically graded on a scale of, you know, calm and you know, compliant and well-behaved up to, you know, extremely violent, uh, prone to anger. <clears throat> and normally you put like with like. You, you keep the uh, calm prisoners with calm prisoners, you keep the violent prisoners with violent prisoners. But apparently um, in the case of the January 6th uh, uh, prisoners, they're being housed with extremely violent prisoners, which obviously increases the risk of uh, injury, potentially even death to them. Over at uns.com, they have an article about disintegrating justice, and it says, Today the government has so many ways to come from you, to come for you. Prosecutors are unconcerned with innocence or guilt, only with conviction. Juries and plea bargains are control devices from which to get convictions. There is no longer any such thing as a jury of your peers. Your peers are people who are like you. In America today, such a jury is described as racist, homophobic, and misogynist. And how objective are blacks and feminists and homosexuals as jury members when a white heterosexual male is on trial? Blacks are being taught to hate whites. Feminists have been taught to hate men. LGBTQ have been taught to hate heterosexuals. Which will prevail, emotions or fair, objective consideration? Okay. Are the juries becoming tools of vengeance? Now, interestingly enough, Mike Pence has come forward saying that he's not convinced that Trump did anything on January 6th that constitutes a criminal uh, action. Uh, He said maybe Trump was a little reckless. Um, You know, his words were a little reckless. But he says, I'm not convinced that they're criminal. And uh, I tend to agree. And remember, we have all these videos of Trump saying, be peaceful, cooperate with the Capitol Police. And then after things started getting ugly, he released another video saying, please peacefully go home. We're going to take a break for commercials and we'll be right back.
Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. What really happened with your host, Mike Rivero? You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. And welcome back to our show here. And it's just now breaking. Devin Archer has canceled next Monday's uh, appearance before the uh, House Committee. And so, uh, like I said, he's probably worried about... uh, getting into small planes and winding up in Fort Marcy Park. Getting on back to politics here. Now, at this point, it's obvious that Derek Chauvin did not receive a fair trial, but the Minnesota Supreme Court is refusing to hear his appeal. 
And uh, basically, uh, they're saying, you know, it's over and done with, and we've covered this thing. And, you know, Derek Chauvin, uh, you know, kneeled on uh, Floyd's back and um, making it impossible for Floyd to inhale, leading to death. Now, the autopsy report on George Floyd uh, found absolutely no mechanical injury to his neck or throat, but he was loaded up with lethal amounts of drugs, including fentanyl. So probably the reason he couldn't breathe was his, he was paralyzed. You know, the muscles were shutting down. And, uh, yeah, Chauvin should get a new trial. But, you know, this government is out there. They're desperate to prove that when they're right, they're always right. They're never going to admit failure. They're never going to back up and say, well, we goofed. Okay, they're trying to keep their, their image going here, as it were. Now, Missouri Democrat Representative Cori Bush's campaign and remember, she's famous for screaming, defund the police, defund the police. Uh, the campaign paid tens of thousands of dollars to her husband, Courtney Merritts, for private security and other expenditures during the first half of this year. Now, the representative's campaign, which actually missed the second quarter filing deadline and now may face additional fines, finally turned in a committee report on Saturday a week late. Now, according to the latest filing, Merritt's received $17,500 in security services and wage expenses between April and June. So it's we're back to that one rule for thee and another rule for me. And they don't want you to have police protection, but by golly, they're going to have armed security at your expense, I might add. Now, down in Maricopa County, it looks like Arizona is turning red. Uh, new Republican voter registrations are outpacing Democrats by over three times in Maricopa County. And uh, an increasing number of voters are registering as Republican rather than Democrat. And that is going to be a real uh, interesting uh, county to watch in 2024. Now, last week, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel announced charges against 16 Trump electors who submitted their votes as alternates amidst the belief there would be an honest investigation into the 2020 election. The charges include forgery, election fraud, and conspiracy. But basically, the electors publicly said, we're just a backup slate. If there's a recount and Trump won, we are ready to go. And what's really interesting is, come on out, that the Biden campaign had backup alternate electors for the same exact reason, and nobody's uh, arresting and charging them. So Michigan's House Elections Vice Chair Representative Rachel Smith released a statement saying that what the electors did was completely legal, completely valid, and anticipating there would be an honest investigation into Michigan voter fraud, which, of course, did not happen. Now, getting into Sound of Freedom, their third weekend was actually stronger than the first weekend. Uh, the independent film has surged to nearly $125 million total domestic box office. And, uh, you know, it's just doing amazing. The word of mouth is spreading. People are trying to see it. Uh, there's actually been interference in some theaters where it's being shown, where they're trying to like, get people not to look at it. They leave the overhead lights on. They turn off the air conditioning. Really petty stuff. And... Uh, but it's really uh, going on out there. Now, here's something that's really kind of weird, okay? Uh, Sound of Freedom is being attacked by the Israeli newspapers. And you have to wonder, you know, why? 
why would they really care? Or maybe it's because of Israel's link to Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell. They're the little child sex operation, and uh, which appears to be a blackmail project put together by Israeli intelligence. And uh, so they're out there attacking that. Now, Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, uh, is already like number one on iTunes. Uh, it's expected to hit number one on this week's Billboard Hot 100. Uh, this would mark his first number one single. Uh, he is still out there uh, performing the song in concerts. Uh, liberals are going into the audience and jeering him, and he's just responding to them in a, uh, a very respectful uh, fashion. And uh, people are already saying that he has established himself as a country music legend. And uh, a lot of people are starting to uh, pull their music off of country music uh, television in protest uh, over their treatment. Now, getting on to the new Barbie movie, uh, the short version is if there was a movie that showed men treating women the way the Barbie movie treats men, everybody would be up in arms. And Ginger Gates, the wife of Matt Gates, is calling on Americans to boycott the movie after being disappointed by the film's method of feminine empowerment and a lack of faith and family. And the question has to be raised at this point, why tamper with an established story like Snow White? If you want, I'm sorry, uh, like Barbie, if you want to make your point, you know, come up with new characters, a new script, a new story, and a new title, and you're not going to get into these kind of problems. We've got to take another break for commercials. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject, from the funding behind the transgender movement to first-hand memoirs of World War II previously inaccessible to English-speaking audiences. We publish books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo. Whether you count yourself as a political dissident, student of history, connoisseur of philosophy, or enthusiast of exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you owe it to yourself to check out our catalog. With exclusive offerings like The Transgender Industrial Complex, Solzhenitsyn and the Right, 
the Open Society Playbook, Opioids for the Masses, and many more. There's something for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com and use code RBNREADERS2023 for 10% off your order. That's RBNREADERS2023 at antelopehillpublishing.com. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. If you've got the money, honey, we got the bombs. We'll plant them anywhere you like and blow up in one. Whip this world into a frenzy, killing babies, dads, and moms. If you've got the money, honey, we got the bombs. If you've got the money, welcome well, back to our show here. And boy, the rain did. is really coming down outside, which is going to make the farmers in the area very, very happy right now. Uh, now, over at Twitter, which is now rebranded as X. Uh, Elon Musk takes down an MSNBC analyst who praised Fauci as a national hero. And uh, Musk tweeted, uh, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. And uh, he, he basically uh, said, uh, you know, uh, this was a uh, uh, MSNBC analyst and former CIA director John Brennan said, Dr. Fauci is a national hero who will be remembered for generations to come for his innate goodness and many contributions to public health. Despite your business success, you'll be remembered mostly for fueling public hate and divisions. You may have money, but you have no class. And Musk responded with four words, your house is glass. You know, as in uh, people who throw s stones shouldn't live in glass houses or something along that line. Meanwhile, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is uh, still out there on the uh, forefront of vaccine awareness. And uh, really, uh, it, it was the COVID epidemic and the vaccines uh, that catapulted Robert F. Kennedy Jr. into the attention of the majority of the American people. Prior to that, you know, those of us who were concerned about vaccines knew about them, knew about the Children's Health Defense Fund. And... Uh, but, uh, you know, during this whole situation, uh, the mainstream media elevated Anthony Fauci to the role of national savior. But in late 2021, Kennedy published a blistering book attacking him in his long career, which quickly became a number one Amazon bestseller, despite the lack of any significant advertising or press coverage. Word of mouth uh, was enough to get it on out there. Sort of like Sound of Fury, um, or rather Sound of Freedom. Sorry, I'm multitasking here. Okay, now there is a conservative public interest advocacy group defending the republic, 
and they have obtained almost 15,000 pages of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial data, claiming the data shows an utter lack of thoroughness of the trials and calls the vaccine's safety into serious doubt. So as a result of the successful Freedom of Information Act litigation against the FDA, the group recently announced it had obtained and is releasing these 15,000 pages. And uh, uh, the FDA has agreed to produce around 24,000 pages of the Moderna records by the end of the year, these 15,000 pages being the first tranche. Now, another article coming out of science.org, basically saying that... um, you know, October, last October was a good month for Gilead Sciences the, that uh, makes antivirals headquartered in Foster City, California. On the 8th of October, the company inked an agreement to supply the European Union with its drug Remdesivir as a treatment for COVID-19, a deal worth more than a billion dollars. Two weeks later, the FDA approved Remdesivir for use against SARS-CoV-2 or COVID, the first drug to receive that status. Okay, but these decisions baffle scientists who have closely watched the clinical trials of remdesivir unfold over the past six months and who have questions about remdesivir's worth. At best, one large, well-designed study found remdesivir modestly reduced the time to recover from COVID-19 in hospitalized patients with other severe illness. A few smaller studies found no impact of treatment on the disease whatsoever. Then on the 15th of October, in this month's decidedly unfavorable news for Gilead, the fourth and largest controlled study delivered the coup de grace. The World Health Organization Solidarity Trial showed that remdesivir does not reduce mortality or the time COVID-19 patients take to recover. Meanwhile, ivermectin is still being called horse paste. Now, the former White House COVID-19 Task Force Coordinator, Deborah Burks, has now been appointed as CEO of Armata Pharmaceuticals, a biotechnology company. And so this revolving door is spinning yet again between government and industry. Now, Jesuit Santa Clara University and hundreds of other colleges are still mandating COVID-19 shots to attend those colleges. And if you don't want to get the shot, they tell you you need to go someplace out here, uh, someplace else, despite that mountain of evidence that these shots are ineffective and in many cases actually harmful. Okay. Now, a lot of people are bemoaning the fact that... um, you can't sue the vaccine companies for damages caused by uh, their products. And uh, you know, there was a law that was passed quite a while ago saying they're indemnified. Um, you can't sue them for harm from the products. The rationale for the law was that vaccines are inherently dangerous and why should we be punished you know, for dealing with this thing. But there is another way to take it, uh, uh, to, to get around the problem here. Danielle Baker, an experienced registered nurse, is taking her former employer, Ohio's Hospice, Hospice Incorporated, to court because they forced her to receive the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. And as a result, she developed a serious neurological condition known as transverse myelitis post-vaccination. And so she is going to court. 
So Baker is a seasoned healthcare professional specializing in hospice and palliative care for two decades. She spent the last 17 years caring for her patients in hospice cares. So maybe you cannot sue the vaccine makers, but you can sue whoever forced you into taking the shot if it damaged you. And I think that's a good way to go. It's going to make the lawyers happy. I'm sure about that. Getting into the international news here. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has claimed Ukraine has recaptured 50% of the territory originally seized by Russia amid widespread reports of the massive losses of troops and equipment suffered by the Western-backed country. So uh, he's either deliberately lying or he's been partying out with Hunter Biden and sniffing the same stuff here. But, Antony, uh, your pants are on fire. In fact, as at the moment, Russian forces are conducting an offensive action in Donetsk and Luhansk, and they've achieved a breakthrough in Donetsk that has pushed seven kilometers, pushed the Ukrainian forces seven kilometers back. They've got a bulge going there. Meanwhile, 15 Leopard tanks, 20 Bradleys destroyed in just 24 hours. A large number of Western mercenaries have been eliminated, and... This is actually a bit of a problem for the companies that manufacture these weapons because they have these demonstrations and tests of how wonderful this stuff is going to work. And again, I refer you to the movie and the book, The Pentagon Wars. But this is a real-world demonstration, a real-war test, and these weapons are coming up short. The Russians are just cutting through them easily, and uh, these military manufacturers are going to have a hard time selling their weapons to other countries. They're going to take a look and say, hmm, Russia's winning this one. We're going to buy our weapons from Russia. Meanwhile, Ukraine launched another drone attack on Moscow. Uh, Unmanned aerial vehicles target the Ministry of Defense. They left a skyscraper burning. Giant explosions were also heard down in Crimea. And most of the drones, however, were downed by electronic warfare jamming, according to Russian sources. The Russians are really good at electronic warfare. So, let's see. One drone caused severe damage to a business center tower block near one of Moscow's main ring roads. A drone apparently fell close to a military university, which acts as the headquarters of GRU, Military Intelligence Cyber Offensive. And it came as an ammunition depot was hit during Ukrainian drone strike on Zankoy in Crimea early on Monday. Now, because these drones are targeting civilian areas, Russia has warned of tough retaliation. And uh, the Russian defense ministry is saying, uh, you know, these are these are terror attacks and uh, we reserve the right to have a harsh retaliation. So this thing continues to um, escalate. Meanwhile, the uh, losses of Kiev forces since the beginning of the counteroffensive have already exceeded 26,000 troops. And this was reported by Vladimir Putin during a meeting with his Belarusian counterpart, uh, counterpart Alexander Lukashenko. And uh, Putin was responding to Lukashenko, who said the irrecoverable Ukrainian losses since the beginning of the counteroffensive amounted to 26,000 troops. Putin said it's already more than that. So... Anyway, now here's an interesting little story, and it asks a very important question, okay? Um, There is a CIA veteran, and he's basically saying uh, that NATO should have understood 
that the counteroffensive was going to fail. They, they basically botched it. Now, this is Larry Johnson, a veteran of the CIA and a former analyst at the State Department's Office of Counterterrorism. And he's saying he's perplexed that Russia's fortifications seem to have caught the West by surprise. I mean, we've got all these surveillance satellites and, you know, ground truth and assets. Or maybe they just said, well, let's just do it anyway. And, you know, we'll rely on the Ukrainians' uh, courage and inventiveness to carry the day, which it didn't do. Now, the Russian Navy is uh, conducting live-fire drills with rockets in the Black Sea following the grain warning to Ukraine. And basically, this was two days after Russia warned that ships heading to Ukraine's Black Sea ports could be considered military targets. One of these ships that was stopped and searched uh, showed indications of explosive residue. So, yeah, there's some weapon smuggling going on. Ukrainian pilots will begin uh, F-16 training next month, according to the defense minister. And uh, they're still finalizing uh, the plans, but it would most likely take place in Denmark and the Netherlands, as well as the United Kingdom or Poland. Now, Ukraine, actually showing some inventiveness and improvisation, is converting Soviet thermobaric grenades into landmines. Now, the Ukrainian military has used air-droppable mines extensively and indiscriminately over the past year, targeting not just Russian troops, but civilian infrastructure and settlements. That is a war crime, it should be noted. And uh, over the past year, more than 100 civilians in Donetsk have been injured after stepping on a Lepostok scatterable anti-personnel landmine. Now, Ukrainian forces have modified old Soviet-era grenade launcher munitions, turning them into landmines, which go off when approached. Apparently, they have a motion detection system. You don't actually have to step on them or touch them. Um, if it simply detects nearby movement of people or vehicles, it detonates and it goes off. Now, Ukraine is ammunition-starved, and the West simply cannot keep up with its pledges. The manufacturing is not keeping up with the expenditures of ammunition uh, in Ukraine. Uh, they're running short, uh, especially the 155-millimeter shells. And uh, so it's at a firepower deficit along the conflict's front lines. Now, Trump has taken uh, uh, Joe Biden to task for admitting openly on the air that we're running out of ammunition, which... I think we all agree, was a very reckless and dumb thing for Joe Biden to do, because not only did Russia hear that, so did our other enemies like China. And they're all thinking, hmm, the Americans are running out of uh, ammunition. Just saw some lightning out the window. Now, last week, there was a story where Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu went to the hospital and they said it was no big deal, no big deal, no big deal. But apparently over the weekend, uh, he had a pacemaker installed uh, on his heart, which came as a surprise to the Palestinians who were surprised that he actually has one here. And uh, he uh, basically planned to attend the key judicial reform vote as the crisis spirals. Now, Israel's Knesset uh, did in fact pass that law for the judicial reform. It passed unanimously 64 to 0, and uh, all members of the governing coalition voted for it. All members of the opposition simply left the chamber while the roll call vote was taking place. Needless to say, there are major protests going on. Uh, okay. 
and uh, Israeli police employed water cannons and made several arrests during the anti-judicial reform protests outside the Knesset. And so uh, one of the protesters was uh, sitting on a, a, a wall waving an Israeli flag, and he got knocked off uh, by a water cannon and uh, apparently was severely injured. Now, what the Israeli Knesset just did by basically saying that the, uh, uh, the judicial court cannot question the orders of the government, they've turned Netanyahu into a dictator. And alarmingly, the same thing is being attempted here. Harvard Law School professor Mark Tushinet and San Francisco State University political scientist Aaron Belkin wrote an open letter to the Biden administration on popular constitutionalism. That's the phrase they came up with. Basically, what they're doing is telling Biden to simply ignore mistaken rulings by the Supreme Court justices. You know, that uh, Joe Biden should decide what it is that the Constitution uh, actually means. Well, go back to your Constitution. It is up to the Supreme Court to interpret the Constitution and the laws, not the executive branch. So they're actually suggesting that the United States do what Israel just did. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's very, very dangerous. I mean, they're trying to create a dictatorship in this country. Remember what George Bush said about that? said, this would all be a lot easier if this was a dictatorship, as long as I'm the dictator. Over in Taiwan, they had an accident at the Keelung Ammo Depot. Um, apparently, they were uh, giving some people, uh, officials, a tour. And uh, a mortar round detonated. Uh, nine soldiers were injured on that one. Now, a lot of people are very concerned about Biden's pick for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Um, uh, th uh, this is uh, Biden's pick to replace Army General Mark Milley. And basically, Biden used racist hiring practices. He said, I want a black man in that job. And even worse, it's a black man who is very much anti-white. And uh, so things are going to get worse in the military, which brings us to the question answered by uns.com. Does the U.S. military have are they actually capable of fighting or has it become a showcase for Democrat ideologies? Blacks are secretaries of defense, the incoming chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, head of Air Force Academy, and are actively discriminating against white heterosexual men. Richard Clark is promoting gender ideology at the U.S. Air Force Academy. Lloyd Austin and Charles Brown have announced there are too many white officers and promotions of whites are on hold until equity is achieved. We're going into a war. We need the very best, most capable people being promoted uh, to command of the units, brigades, and so forth. Not the laundry list uh, of equity and feminism. We've got to take a break for commercials. We'll be right back. been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company we have a solution for you simply clean foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market 
Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of Truth Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's the obvious results. My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Welcome to What Really Happened Radio. Visit us online at whatreallyhappened.com. And now, set your eyes on the future and let's consider what really happened. Oh boy, it is really coming down there. We just had a real loud clap of thunder out there. And um, apparently, um, let's see, a, a caller said they missed a very important story that I just did, uh, and I think it was about, does the U.S. have a military capable of fighting, or is it merely a showcase for Democrat ideologies? And the story was basically that uh, the military uh, is, is being wokeified, if you will, uh, and, uh, you know, when you're going into a war, that's really not what you want to do. You want to train your fighting force to be a cohesive fighting unit. They have to trust each other, uh, understand each other, and 
you want to have officers who are the very best at what they do, not officers who fit into a little scorecard of we need a black, we need a woman, we need a, a what, whatever it's going to be. Now, the New York Times came on out with an article called A Turning Point in Military Spending. And it's basically making the claim that higher military spending will save democracy. Well, you know, this is all about more funding for Ukraine and everything. Uh, but my message to the New York Times is, how about we save democracy here first? Remember that comment that was made in uh, uh, the, the uh, IRS hearing the uh, last week? They said, well, you know, the DOJ and FBI, were, we're holding democracy in check. Well, that sounds to me like democracy is at risk in this country. And if we want to call ourselves a democratic society, then maybe that money is better spent here, cleaning up our elections and dealing with the corruption. Now, getting into the economics, um, <laughs> uh, boy, uh, the White House spokesman Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, is out there trying to deflect the, this Biden-Burisma scandal. And the story has changed. It used to be that um, Joe Biden never discussed business with Hunter Biden. Now they're saying that Joe Biden was not in business with Hunter Biden, which is a whole different thing entirely here. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi is out there saying that Bidenomics is working. Americans just don't know it. Because Biden hasn't told them. In other words, you know, we're back to narrative and presentation. And uh, they're out there saying that if Joe Biden gets on the air and doesn't embarrass himself and says the economy is good, that we will all believe it. Uh, no, Nancy, we won't. Now, billionaire David Rubenstein is issuing a warning on our financial future. He's uh, talking about how $57 billion $200 million was added to the U.S. debt in just four days. America's balance sheet is soaring, and, uh, you know, we're already above $32 trillion. And, of course, the debt was never, it can't be paid, repaid, and it's not supposed to be. It's just leverage to control the country and control the government uh, from the bankers here. Now, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban uh, gave a speech uh, recently, in which he said China has overtaken the West. Uh, China has shifted the balance of the world, and uh, you know it, their, their economy is booming. They're a manufacturing powerhouse, uh, which the U.S. no longer is. And uh, illustrating that is this very interesting st uh, story. Stanley Black and Decker built a $90 million factory on the edge of Fort Worth, Texas, intending to burnish the made-in-the-USA luster of the Craftsman brand by forging mechanics tools with unprecedented uh, efficiency. Okay, we're going to take a break for station identification. We're going to open the phone lines, 512-248-8252. We'll be right back.
here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 